Yo, what is up, everybody? Welcome back to the 8020 series. New episodes released every Monday at 8:20 a.m. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm Daniel. And on this podcast, we like to break down what we call the 20 factor, the motivation that drives a person to do what they love to do. Welcome back to the best podcast in the world. Today, we have another exciting episode for you guys. It's just me and Daniel, but we realize there's a lot of new faces here and we haven't really shared like our own upbringings and stuff and like some of these little activities that lead to how we think and how we operate. So I think that's where we should start today. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's gonna be awesome because at the end of the day, like I would never want our listeners to just be like listeners or like supporters. You know, I kind of want it to be like friends, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. To add to that, like we don't want to just be like your hosts always yeah. interviewing other people. We want you guys to know like what we're about and what yeah. we do too. For sure. Yeah. So I talked to Jeremy before this podcast and we were just like, man, let's just uh, ask each other a series of questions about our past and then let's just see where the uh, conversation takes us just so more people could learn about us. And then just so I could even learn more about you, Jeremy, because there's some things that I don't know about you, which is kind of crazy. Vice versa, dude. Same, I could say the same, but yeah, man, let's start at high school. How was high school for you? Where did you go? What What did that look like? I went to high school in Mission Viejo and mm-hmm. uh, I went to a school called Capistrano Valley High School. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was pretty interesting, actually. It was very, there wasn't a lot of Asians like at all. And so I was a, a minority, which is funny because <laughs> if you fast forward to college, I became a majority. <laughs> but yeah, there was a lot of um, Americans. There was a lot of Hispanic Latinos. And in terms of uh, Asians, African-Americans, there weren't much. And so if I'm being honest, I wasn't really fully comfortable in high school. Like, I don't think I was really myself 100%. Mm. Um, but yeah, what about you? Like, what was your high school demographics? So I went to Long Beach Polytechnic High School. Wow, mm. that was a mouthful. Yeah, that's, that sounds like a college, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, from the outside, it looks like a prison, dude. Like, literally, Damn. we got the high fences with the spikes at the top and everything. What the fuck? Why? Well, I mean, okay, to paint you a picture, after I graduated, uh-huh. like, during my sister's year, she told me, like, one time they had a surprise police sweep just because... Uh-huh they need to do that stuff gotcha. but as soon as it was announced and everyone learned she, my sister's like bro people were throwing drugs in the bushes and like Damn. actual like like little like scabbards and like weapons yeah, like yeah. knives they were like just thrown in the bushes and going to class like wow like she's like i actually saw that shit and i was like holy fuck and uh other fun fact is if you look up like uh incidences or uh, murders or you know like just like there's yeah. there's a map for that right uh-huh. it shows hot spots so at poly uh-huh. it's nothing but one block down in every single direction you just see red dots like Damn. everywhere yeah it's sometimes i look back i'm like bro how did i make it out of there yeah that's crazy so it was your school predominantly asian or was it kind of like a mix I like to say our school actually was a perfect melting pot of everything. Oh, wow. Like you had Asian people, you had white people, you had black people, Mexicans, like everything. Right, right. And it's funny because at some points, I don't know if it's still like this, but during my time, we even called certain areas uh, like of that demographic. <laughs> like, yeah, I know it's pretty. I'm just going to say it as it is. Yeah, I don't mean yeah, to just, offend just anybody it, here, but like, so like, we're <laughs> like literally where all the african-american people hung out like we just called that little africa okay and then where all the samoan people hung out like we called that the samoan islands yeah and it was just like that's just how it was and it was like if i'm looking for my friend alex shout out to you bro like i'd be like yo guys have you seen alex because i'm trying to like you know hook him up with homework or whatever yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) they'd be like yeah alex is at little africa and I, (laughs) i would i would literally know where that was on campus yeah and that was just like the kind of segregation there was but i mean besides segregation it wasn't like completely segregated like right. that. like everyone was still tight like you just mm-hmm. had like people that you clicked with better and usually that's like the same racial demographic but otherwise like you could totally see a whole gist of people like actually hanging out like right all in all like one big melting pot but on the flip side to that too uh the thing that our school did that was very unique and i think other schools do it as well mm-hmm. but they were kind of segregated between educational systems. Okay. So depending on your learning curve, you would be enrolled in um, either Beach, mm-hmm. um, CIC, or PACE. Those are the academies at that time. Right. So, And th- there's a bunch of other academies below Beach that I don't even remember the names of. But what's crazy is like when you're in each academy, the learning pace for 
every single academy is just very, very different. Mm -hmm. So at Beach, I started in Beach and it was actually a lot slower. I was chilling. I was at the top of my classes and everything. Right. And then I moved into CIC just because I felt like that was the thing for me to do. All mm -hmm. of a sudden, I was like, instead of the 1% tier, I was like... 10% tier. Wait, and, so is that kind of like honors program or something yeah, or like AP exactly. programs? Okay. Exactly. Gotcha. And then um you like the the highest level is pace and that was like a mm. whole nother like tier and I just had no desire to go there because I was like why would I have to work harder if this doesn't matter anywhere else really? Right. Cuz now it's like no one gives a fuck about that. But at that time it was kind of crazy because when you did electives, mm -hmm. that was the only time that you got to integrate yourself with other people from different academies okay so for example like one elective was electronics if you okay. take electronics one two instead of seeing people from cic only that was for me mm -hmm. you could actually see people from from beach from oh humanities and mm -hmm. all these other things and it was just interesting. like interesting it was different yeah it, it, in one instance, it was like, you know, okay, I can kind of see this because some people just learn a lot slower. Like you get those right, people that right. raise their hands for the same questions and other people you can see like they're not even paying attention because they just they somehow <laughs> already like knew this. And yeah. it's like, dude, what the heck? But being exposed into different academic levels and different demographics like that just made me like really well versed and just connected to everyone around me. So yeah. I'm really grateful for that from our school. Yeah, 100%. So if you were to kind of describe how you were in high school, what would you say, you know, like who were the people you kicked it with? You know, how were you? Was Jeremy in orchestra or was Jeremy, <laughs> you know, on any sports teams, uh, in any clubs, things like that? I in high school, I was honestly a ghost. Okay. Like literally a ghost. Like unless you needed me for homework or help or something, <laughs> like I was uh -huh. like no one even talked to me. Like I'm not really? even joking. Yeah. Like I had a really small amount of friends because I started in beach. Okay. And that's when like you know when you first enter a classroom and you get to meet everyone and yeah. like everyone has their guard down? That was great. That was me entering beach and I like just made my friends here and I was like mm -hmm. all cool and dandy. And then my parents were like, you know, this is like not a good academy. Like we've heard from our friends of friends yeah. and we think you can do better. So they, they kind of pushed me to apply for CIC and I was like, you know, being a kid, I wanted to make them proud. Yeah. So I signed up and I took some tests to like kind of get a gist of where I stood and they're like, oh yeah, you qualify. Hey, we have a spot for you. So right. I left beach pretty early and then I think by I think that was sophomore year actually mm -hmm. I just kind of moved into that but at that point in time like every CIC homie like already made like right, their right. friends their clicks and everything and then I'm like the new kid on the block it even though I was at the same school it literally felt like I was transferring into a whole new school yeah and it was really hard to just like get integrated for sure and then there's like this whole like weird vibe between like leaving your own academy so the people mm -hmm. over there are like well, well all right cool you're too good for us now yeah, yeah and then for the other people in the academy already they're like oh who's this new kid like do i want to talk to him so it honestly just made me a ghost and i like didn't really hang out with too many people mm -hmm. yeah so it was just mainly like studying and did you do any sports or i did do sports the at that time i did a lot of extracurricular sports okay. so outside of high school i the main one i did was swim oh my right, mom had right. me swimming like as a kid, like from five years old to wow. Yeah. Yeah. Like she just threw me in the pool and I was like one of those stories. Yeah. And then I like got involved with like junior lifeguarding mm, and then okay. senior year of high school, I actually finally competed for my high school. But prior to that, like I've already been doing lifeguarding. I've already right. competed in outside, uh, tournaments and stuff. And like, I'm not gonna lie. Like I was, I was killing it, dude. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> so like by the time I went into that whole space too, I was a senior and they put me in frost off, right. which was funny because they already had their entire varsity lineup, but mm -hmm. I'm like 99% sure no one wanted to just like flat out race me because they knew like they knew their spot would be threatened. Yeah. If yeah. that makes sense. Yeah. yeah. So they're just like, oh yeah, Jeremy, cool, man. You do you down yeah, there. Yeah. And with me and frost off, I was like, yo, this is easy, dude. Like, I'm just chilling here. But there's actually a race of me swimming online and this uh -huh. year for, for the freshman year it was like one of the first years we made it to more league and it was uh -huh. because I was a fucking like Damn. animal there. Like it was crazy. Like it was a relay race mm -hmm. and I was the anchor. So in swim anchor is the last person that goes, right. You're supposed to kind of carry the team. We were in fifth place. Uh -huh. And then after I took off and finished, we finished second. Like Damn. in that race. Yeah. And like we were, we were the only 
public school at that thing. Like you have to really pass all these like yeah. other races to qualify for Dude, it. Dude, that's crazy. Fifth <laughs> place to second place. Yeah. There's a video like if you watch that video of me, there's like a kid in the other lane. He's yeah. like way ahead of me. That's and then you see nuts. as soon as we hit the flip turn, like yeah. he's just gone, dude. Like Wow. <laughs> Damn, that's crazy. So would you say during high school that you were still trying to figure yourself out? Like were you comfortable in your your own skin? Like could you be yourself? I think in high school, what forced me to become comfortable in my own skin was just a lack of environment around me. Gotcha. Like I would see people with their close friends and I would just be like, what happened to mine? Like right. where, where did mine go? And yeah. um, understanding that I just spent a lot more time like sitting back mm-hmm. and just listening and watching and just seeing like how other people interacted and right. what they did. So like I was, I would 100% say like i'm an outsider from like what i did and in comparison to like what everyone else did too like right i i don't even know how many people actually remember me from like a high school and stuff mm-hmm. because i didn't do much like they yeah. might just remember me, like, oh yeah that kid in the corner right. or something but it wasn't like i never really stood out i never really like generated that friend group like in my own academy ironically like a a few of the friends that i made in beach are actually some of my closest friends today Mm, so shout out michael like i mentioned to you um he's the car mechanic guy oh nice he's been like really high and we still keep in touch and then yeah there's a couple of few friends that Mm. i just stay really really close with but those were like the only friends uh, like really really made in high school yeah nice dude that's awesome i feel like for me uh, the reason why i ask is mine was kind of the opposite experience. It was weird, man. Like I was such a, a minority that I just didn't really know how to fit in. But I was mm-hmm. fortunate because the popular kids did welcome me into their group. But oh. I think it was because I was I used to dance in high school. I used to break dance. Okay, and so uh, that was kind of uh, an advantage for me because. A lot of people back then, they didn't really know breakdancing. So when they saw like a little Asian kid, you know, doing all these like tricks and stuff, they were like pretty amused, you know? And so like the biggest event out of school was something called air guitar. And so after people saw that, I was getting recruited by like all these popular kids and they were like, Daniel, can you join our team? You know, so that, you know, we can have you as a breakdancer. You can do like windmills and stuff like that. But just looking back now at like my high school experience, I don't really think I was ever fully myself. Like it wasn't until college where I felt at home. But I'm not saying that like I didn't enjoy my time in high school. You know, I think it was a very crucial time. And I think you make a great point where it's like because of that experience, I was able to adapt and immerse myself in in different cultures and understand how to interact with people of different races being a minority. And I think that's extremely crucial. Yeah. Especially because, you know, you're never going to be in an environment like Irvine, right? UCI. You know, I was in an environment with a lot of Asians, but once I graduated, like the workplace, it's diverse. You yeah, know, yeah. Um, other other places you go, it's always going to be diverse. Yeah, hundred percent. And so, high school is definitely an interesting time. Like, I was fortunate because if I compare my journey with my brother, uh, he was more reserved. Yeah, I did do a lot in terms of like I did go to the school dances, I did go to like the homecoming, the winter formals, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was very interesting. And you brought up a good point about like the whole segregation stuff too, because my school also was very clicky. Uh-huh. You know, like we had areas where like Mexicans would hang out. Uh-huh. And then we had areas where like the popular kids and then the small group of Asians, they would hang out like in, in one area just amongst themselves. Yeah. And so it's just wild to see how at a young age people gravitate to, towards clicks. But I don't think it came from a bad place. You know, I just feel yeah, like yeah. that was a dynamic of high school. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Um, But... Yeah, I'm not going to lie, though. Like in high school, it's also where I experienced the most racism, too. But it wasn't uh, racism directly towards me to put me down, but it was more as a joke and playful racism, playful, quote unquote. Yeah. So what does that even mean? Like, how do do you think that defined you or affected you in any way? For sure, it did in the beginning. Uh But over time, I was forced to just kind of develop thick skin. And it's crazy. Like, if I were to be honest, like some of the shit I dealt with every single day was, you know, like people saying ching chong. People, For real? yeah, people like grabbing their eyes and and you know making it slanted. Uh, people saying like, oh, hello, Daniel, hello, yeah. and like they would say that as a joke though. Like they were my friends, but they didn't. I don't think they really realized what they were actually saying. Oh, you know? yeah. And so it was like a weird place where like I heard it 
And like part of me was like, what the fuck? You know, but the other yeah. part, they were like, Daniel, I'm just joking, bro. Like you're my friend, you know? So yeah. it was like very conflicting internally. And I think ultimately for the sake of fitting in, like I never really stood up for myself, um, which looking back, I wish I did because uh-huh. um, that's the only way people are going to learn. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Regardless, I don't think it came from a bad place. Mm-hmm. Um, do I think it was right? No, it wasn't right either, you know, but yeah. at the end of the day, like that's an age where we're learning and growing up. Yeah. I mean, that's really big of you because I feel like at our school, like racism is definitely out there, but we're definitely more conscious and aware of it. And yeah. people will get into fights here and there yeah. for it too. And like, I I think a lot of people speaking from what I'm seeing and yeah. stuff or what I saw they uh, they were not as reserved as you. So, like, if you said something wrong about someone's mom or yeah. something in a different light, like, dude, there was a fight already. Right, right. It, it just happens so fast. Like, yeah. yeah. No, so, like, I think the important thing is, like, if it was someone I didn't know, I would have taken it completely differently. You know, because oh, there, ha- yeah, there yeah. were incidents in high school where I was driving and then there were cars where they were, like, super racist. And then, yeah, obviously shit hit the fan, you know, and, like, yeah. you, you react to it in a different way. But, like, bro, these were, like, my friends, man. Like, these were, like, the bros who I went to, you know, homecoming with, yeah, uh, people who were on like my my volleyball team, yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. So I guess I had a certain level of threshold where I was like, you know what, they're joking, and it even made me reciprocate and joke in that manner as well. Sometimes, if that makes sense, like I wanted yeah. to get them back, you know, by throwing like little jabs at them. Yeah, yeah. You know, looking back now, it's like, damn, <laughs> you know, like people were saying some crazy shit. Like, I'm sure I said some shit too. Bro. Yeah, like, I'm not without sick, a doubt. Yeah, I'm not gonna sit here and say like, oh, I was a complete victim. I'm sure I like threw jabs back and everything, <laughs> but it's just wild. Yeah, dude. So you mentioned that you felt like you never really felt like yourself in that time period. Why do you say that? And what makes you think that you were not yourself right yeah. then and there? Like, what did you learn? Like, where you're at now? Yeah, I think part of that comes from growing up in an Asian household. You know, our values are slightly more conservative, uh-huh. and um, just being surrounded by different cultures and how they um, act and react to certain things or, or view certain things was kind of like a eye-opening experience. Yeah, and I just felt like. I was a bit different. You know, I couldn't help yeah. but feel different. Like I couldn't help but think, yeah, I'm Asian while everybody else is, you know, white or, yeah. or Mexican and stuff like that. And um, I don't know, that made me just want to not be a ghost, but just kind of blend in with the wall and just kind of like go with the flow. You yeah. know, it was like, man, I'm in high school. I'm kicking it with like the cool group, ASB. I'm getting invited to all the parties. I'm just going to go try to just chill, do my thing. And then I'm going to graduate and then go to college. Like that was like the mentality. Gotcha. Um, but yeah, regardless though, like it was definitely a good time too. Like I had a lot of fun, but I feel like I was still trying to figure myself out during that time. Gotcha. I feel like for me personally, I felt like a uh, a similar experience, yeah. but mine was more, um, what's the way to describe it? Kind of like less reserved. So mm-hmm. in the sense that like if I found something interesting, I would just pursue it wholeheartedly and not right. even like care what or how people perceived me. Maybe that's right. why I didn't have as many friends. Uh-huh. Like, so for example, um, I remember walking past the counseling center. It's called care center. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's still called that, but in care center after school, like at sometimes 5 PM, sometimes like 3 PM or something, yeah. there was a guitar club and I just heard it in passing. And I was like, yo, what the heck is this? This is cool. <laughs> so like, yeah. I like just peeped my head and then, the uh the counselor there was like oh yeah this is guitar center right now do yeah. you have a guitar and i was like nah and he's like here you can just use mine right do right. you play and i was like no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so like it was cool because i got to sit there like one dude was like playing like these crazy metal songs on an acoustic guitar and then another guy was like doing like finger picking stuff yeah, and, yeah. like i would just learn like what guitars are how to like read tabs and yeah. stuff and how to like hear stuff by music and how to tune a guitar and then right. eventually like i got a guitar and that's that's actually how i started getting into guitar like sometimes mm. people see me and they're like whoa when did you play and like how did right. you learn and a lot of it was just from care center and just like being genuinely interested and in just like seeing how far i can go with this like right. at that point in time it was literally just all for fun and it was like so cool for me to like hear a pop song and then translate it into like guitar chords. Like a lot of the times I can hear like, Oh, the song, Oh, this is written in the key of G. And this is cause I've just drummed 
and plucked G so many times. Right. I can just tell like, yeah, it is G or this is a fucking sad song. It sounds like a minor <laughs> or something. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah. That was really cool. And another club I like randomly joined too was chess club. Okay. That one was a little more intense. Yeah. yeah. Like I, like I don't think I look like the normal chess player, <laughs> 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 like judging by how uh, everybody looks different for me, but it was really cool to like hop in there and then actually learn how to like move the pieces, but then right. even beyond that, learn how to do plays. And it right. was kind of crazy because when I got really into it, instead of just like moving my pawn two spaces to do an opening, yeah. I just knew like this is the queen's gambit and these right, plays right, right. happen like that. Or yeah. this is my favorite opening here. Or that dude started like that. We're going to end this right here. And then uh-huh. all of a sudden, instead of just like playing leisurely, like we actually had like the clocks and it was just right. like boom, bam, bam, bam. Yeah, and yeah. It was like, it was like the best way to describe it was like, I just had certain plays and moves flash carded in my head. Like uh-huh. if you do that, I do this. And right, right. in like 30 seconds, we're here and now it's a free for all. Yeah. And at that time, like I was just genuinely interested in these like random things and I would just be involved in it. So I'm kind of curious on your end, like were you doing like extracurriculars in high school too? Like I was on the the volleyball team. And so dope. that was kind of like the sport I was in. Uh in terms of like extracurriculars, I wasn't in any chess club or, or anything like that i mean i did do you know those clubs that people join to like buff up their resume i, I did oh those, yeah, yeah, you know? yeah, like, yeah we had sure. like cougars for character like key club and stuff like that where you do community mm-hmm. service yeah, yeah. you know I, I did stuff like that just so i could add on to like <laughs> my college application like hey i did all this you yeah. know i was a part of this but in terms of things like chess club no i, I wasn't i wish i did though i, I did take an rop dance class for my elective though. oh nice yeah that was that was interesting i kind of just did that because i was like fuck it i want an easy a class (laughs) and then so i signed up for it and i was like man i break dance and then people told me like the class itself is pretty chill the only thing is there's one event at the end of the year that you have to participate in it's like a concert or or like a dance dance event or whatever yeah but um yeah it was super chill the the teacher was super dope she was actually the um the coach for the cheer team yeah and so she's like relatively younger and she was like super mellow she like understood her students really well uh but i i'm not gonna lie bro like they had me try to do like ballet and contemporary but i was like fuck i can't do this so like she she knew so she was like you know what daniel like you could do more of like the hip-hop stuff like the break dance because i was like Dre, like that's the name of the teacher, and yeah. Andrea, but we call it Dre. I was like, Dre, there's no way I'm gonna be doing contemporary <laughs> ballet at the end of the year event. Please don't make me fucking do it. And she's like, All right, it's fine. Like you do hip hop and or do your own like segment. Yeah, yeah. And so that was nice of her. That's dope, dude. Yeah, that's funny. That reminds me of like one one of my easy electives. It was piano one two. Like I okay. thought we were just playing piano, yeah. but at the end of the year, there was a concert, like so a recital. Every, yeah, there was oh a recital. So every, I was like, What the. Dude, that does not sound easy, bro. (laughs) Well, the class itself was easy. Like, Uh you're just learning, like, random songs, and you have, like, random drills that you're supposed to, like, have perfected and stuff. It was easy. It was like, all right, I'm doing this. But then, like, the recital, bro, like, everybody and their parents were all there, and everyone's just watching you on stage, and it's like, fuck. Damn. That's crazy. Yeah. That was... So in high school, did you go to, like, the school dances or to, like, parties or, like, homecoming or anything like that? Yeah. So that's a great question. Ironically, I didn't. I didn't go to like anything. The only uh, dance I went to was prom. Prom, and okay. I felt like I only went to prom because it was like it felt like a mandatory thing. Yeah, you know, it's like yeah. oh, this is something you're supposed to do before you graduate high yeah. school. Like in my mind, but I think looking back at it, if I had the option, I'd probably just stay home. Like stay home. I probably wouldn't even do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I I was not involved in like anything. I only went to one homecoming, and yeah. that was senior year mm, for our football okay. team which yeah. were like surprisingly really, really good. Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. I remember that score is like 72 to 16. Holy. Yeah. I was crap, like, wait, this, crazy. Is, this is football, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I didn't go out. I didn't do a lot. A big part of it was um, my parents made me responsible for my sister. So uh. like after I finished stuff, like if I didn't have any like educational arrangements, yeah. I would have to like go pick up my sister from middle school. So right. I take a bus all the way Damn. like back home or near her school and then pick her up from middle school and then walk home together. And yeah. that's like a good like hour and a half just gone to just going home. Like yeah. That. Damn. What a nice brother. dude. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I, I wasn't involved in a lot of things. That's probably another reason why I just didn't like really hang out with a lot of different people because right. yeah it's like the fun stuff happens after school yeah um 
yeah, it, it was tough. I, I, I feel like some parts of me kind of wants to go back to revisit that to see like, oh, were there other opportunities or relationships that I missed out on? Yeah. Or like the other part is like, you know, I don't think it have it could have gone any better. Like right. I think I was definitely being true to myself and yeah. just more so of myself than anything. And I wouldn't have done anything really differently. <laughs> yeah. No, that's good. Um, I mean, for myself, I went to some. It was definitely a good experience. The thing I loved about the dances was my friends and their parents, they were like super into it. Yeah. And so like they planned it pretty well. Like my parents didn't even really know much about it. You know, Asian parents, they don't really know much about like prom. Right. Yeah. yeah. But like my friend's parents, like they were the ones (laughs) ordering us party buses. And I remember... Probably the my favorite dance was one where it was like my first party bus. They're like, Daniel, like we're collecting money for the party bus. It's this amount. Um, if you're down, like let's do it. We're collecting money by Friday. Give it to so-and-so. And so I did it. And they like picked us all up in this nice bus. Wow. And then we went to uh, Laguna Beach actually. Wow. And then like we were um, taking pictures on like the, the cliff. And then we went to the rooftop in Laguna and they like reserved that for us. And I remember just doing all what that like damn heck? like that's crazy yeah I was yeah like, yeah it's like i guess this is how it feels to like have a, a legitimate like homecoming or like legitimate winter formal slash prom you know yeah and so like when i look back like that's one thing that i'm glad i was able to experience and um yeah it, it was definitely good times for sure <laughs> That's crazy, dude. I've never had that experience in my life. Like, yeah, dude, I was just like, tagging along, bro. <laughs> that literally sounds like something you see like on one of those like TV shows, dude. like on fucking Channel Five, right? No, exactly. So, like, I don't know if you remember, like, growing up, there were like those. I don't know if they're reality shows, but like Laguna Beach, like yeah, on MTV yeah, and yeah, stuff, yeah. and like you yep. would watch them do yep. all that, and it's like, man. Like, like, are we supposed to do that too? Yeah, exactly. And so luckily, you know, I was able to experience that once. Uh, yeah. It was a lot of fun. It was cool, you know, and I will never forget it. Yeah, that's dope, dude. Dude, I wish I got that experience, but I don't know. Hey, man, we could do it now if you want. Like, you know, you and Nadia, I could... Uh, we'll rent the bus. Yeah. Ironically, bro, we we know a lot of people in a lot of high places. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah, dude, we could really reach out, stretch and get like the cars and get the venues dude, could, and get yeah. everything and make it kind of happen overnight like hey guys uh, i want to claim that favor <laughs> yeah dude that sounds pretty sick yo if you're interested right now comment <laughs> who's down for this like yo. just a cool event like that bro like man it could be a uh, jeremy's first and last quote-unquote high school experience <laughs> you know like his high school prom we could relive it but that sounds dope oh it was fun God. yeah yeah so um moving into college that transition there mm-hmm. What was your mindset like? Because I know there's a lot of different ways to approach college. Like for for example, like some people don't even go to college. Right. Other people plan ahead and they're like, I'm going to do two years in a community college, get mm-hmm. all the GEs done and then go to like my dream college. And then right. some people like out the gate, like I'm going to my dream college. I'm applying here. Yeah. I'm applying there. And whichever one takes me, I'm, I'm going to that. Like what, where yeah. were you at on that? Um, To be honest, bro, I was not planning on going to college. I think we talked about this briefly in a previous podcast, but yeah, I was just kind of like messing around. I wasn't really thinking about college and I took the SATs. I did really fucking bad. I think I got like a 1610 or like a 1690. I don't remember. It was, it's out of 2400. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I just told myself like, Hey, maybe the schooling thing isn't for me, Yeah. which is really weird. Cause like in school, like classes, it was easy, bro. Like yeah. I was fine. But when it came to like SATs, I remember funny freaking story, bro. I went to an SAT academy and then after the the summer was done, you know, I took my test and I did really fucking bad. And obviously they asked like, oh, how everyone did. And I was like, shit, I got a 1690. And I remember visiting the office and the fucking president or the head of the SAT academy, he gave me this pamphlet and he's like, hey, Daniel, maybe you should uh, consider this type of um, future. And then so I, I looked at it. <laughs> And it was for the Navy, which nothing wrong with the Navy, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah. Um, it's just the fact that an SAT Academy president it's gave like, me a Navy thing and said, hey, maybe this is for you when I'm supposed to go there to learn about the SATs, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was pretty interesting. Um, but it was the Berkeley trip that I discussed with you before that motivated me. Yeah, yeah. And so after that, it was just a matter of let me get the highest score. And then once I can get that, 
I'm just going to apply to different schools. And I wanted to stay in California. Yeah. And then so like I wanted to go to UCLA, but I didn't get in. I wanted to go to USC. I didn't get in. And so I actually got into Pepperdine. I got into Occidental. I got into UCI and I got into UC Santa Barbara. Yeah. And UCI was my last choice because it was pretty close to home. Yeah. And I was just like, man, if I go to college, I kind of want to go a little bit farther. And so my first choice was Santa Barbara. Right. But I did a trip there and the place was beautiful. But then when I was there, I was kind of just like, man, this kind of reminds me of high school all over again. Yeah. And obviously UC Santa Barbara has a reputation of, of being like a party school. Yeah. yeah. And so in that aspect, I was like, damn, maybe I should um, choose a different school where, you know, I, I really want to focus on my studies because, yeah. you know, this is like a change for me, like a transition. Yeah. And then so I was thinking about going to Pepperdine. Yeah. But then my mom was like, Daniel, just try UCI, go to the orientation, see how you like it, and then make yeah. your decision. I went to Spot, which is an orientation. I fucking oh, I loved that. it, man. I loved it. And I was like, you know what? I'm going to UCI. Fuck it. Let's go. You know, I don't care if it's super close. I'm going to go there. So that's how I ended up there. Yeah. Damn. Hell yeah, dude. What about you? Um, It's ironic, dude. Like when I applied, I think like I've always said, like you're a big product of your environment. So I didn't have a lot of people really telling me like where they're going, what they're doing and yeah. stuff like that. And I was like, well, fuck, I'm supposed to go to college. What, yeah, yeah. what college? So like doing some like research on my own, uh, it was like, it's either going to be like the two year community college route or mm-hmm. um, the one or like just going straight into like the college. Right, right? right. And at that time, like I only knew of re- really like UCLA, USC right. and, and just like whatever big names are out there. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, where, where am I supposed to go? What am I supposed to do? And then I looked at like the college application fees and I was like, holy fuck. Like each one is like <laughs> 90 bucks. Like to just apply. Like yeah. what, what am I supposed to do? You know, like how do I tell my parents that? And like after weighing out my options, I was like, you know what? I, I think I'm, I can actually go into Cal State Long Beach. So I applied for that. And then I applied for UCI because I was like, I think this is also going to be another great choice. Mm-hmm. And I think I did UCLA okay. as well. And that was it. I was like, all right, I'm $180 down the drain now. Yeah. I don't know if I want to spend any more money on this like dumb thing. Um, oh, L- Long Beach City College. I okay. also applied there too. So first one I hear back was Long Beach City. I was like, all right, cool. If I if I want a future, I have it. At least I can go here. Yeah. <laughs> and then eventually I get Cal State Long Beach back and I was like, yes, dope, dude. I nice. like I, I can actually go to like a more prestigious yeah, college. Yeah. And then like I literally don't hear anything for like the next like 29 days or something. And it's like it's almost time for like like uh, everyone else has already gotten their letters and they're right, like right. accepting and stuff. And yeah. it's like time to like accept. And then like, I remember one day I get like a rejection letter. I think that one was from UCLA. Uh-huh. I was like, Oh fuck. Like what the yeah, fuck? I know like, the feeling, bro. Yeah, so I was like, <laughs> well, do I just say yes to Cal state long beach or maybe I should just go to city to just save money. Cause yeah. there's no point going to like this middle. And then on the very last day I get an acceptance letter Damn. from UCI and I was like, well, all right, I'm going. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So I just applied and I just went, and like the rest is history i somehow ended up here i went to spop i i don't think my spop was as magical as yours (laughs) because i was just like oh thank god i'm here yeah 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 well i guess because did you go to spop before you accepted the letter or after so or do you remember if i don't remember the time frame but i remember like i was on the fence but my mom was like daniel trust me at least try the orientation yeah yeah. you might end up liking it yeah and then i was like fuck and so i was like i'll do it when i was there like the first day like the first couple hours i was like this super grumpy little dude like too (laughs) cool for school like i was like man i don't even want to be here (laughs) but then like bro (laughs) it's pretty fun like they're playing cool games all of a sudden you see like fellow peers like you see like cute girls you know here and there you're like oh shit this is college like this is dope yeah yeah. everyone was just super freaking welcoming dude yeah yeah super dope yeah, I, I do remember everyone being really welcoming. Yeah. And I always tell everyone this too, like I'm, I'm an introvert at heart. So yeah. I didn't make any effort to like extend and like really go say hi and shit. So yeah. I was like really shy. Like if anything, like I was just praying to God and I was just like, thank God I made it somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Cause I do remember at that time I was like, oh fuck dude. Like yeah. I'm here, I made it. And I think for me, the orientation happened after I like put put in the acceptance. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, so I knew I was already going here. I was like, it's, yeah. it's only a matter of time for me to just, come here let's do it yeah but 
yeah, that was a scary experience. I was like, well, do I have a future or am I just stupid? Yeah. <laughs> Dude, but wasn't it kind of interesting because that was like the first time we were like, damn, this is college, you know? Because I think yeah. SPOP was an overnight thing. Like, yeah, it was overnight. Yeah. yeah. I was yeah. like, wow, I'm staying away. Like, this is kind of like a dorm thing. And exactly. Dude, I remember, I remember sleeping too. I, I was literally just like, a corpse bro like yeah. hand over heart like cross like that and what like, no, the heck because <laughs> i was scared of people judging how i slept like i was like i don't uh, want to be the snore i yeah. don't want to be like that dude that tosses and turns all night so yeah. his bunk buddy whatever yeah, yeah so i was like fucking jeremy's just so loud when he sleeps and it's just annoying you know i didn't want to yeah. i didn't want to leave that type of impression so i was mm-hmm. like fucking <laughs> bro you look like a mummy right now if you do that yeah dude if you guys can see but it's ironically like that's actually how i sleep kind of like today too just mm-hmm. i don't know why it's just comfortable <laughs> yeah no that's good side topic bro it's isn't it better to sleep like that because i sleep on my sides but man it's not good for like your joints your shoulders and stuff like that but i can't do this dude like the mummy the mummy uh pose yeah it's it, it depends on like your anatomy really yeah so yeah this is definitely a big side tangent but sleep is such a struggle ironically it's like bro the bigger you get the wider your back is the bigger those delts are capped the more problems you have when you sleep yeah (laughs) damn dude that must mean i'm getting buff bro (laughs) yeah because like not gonna lie like when i was in high school and stuff like sleeping on my side was fine because like i was like a twig and if i went on my side like there wasn't a lot to go with but now like with a wider back when i sleep on my side like the top portion either falls like behind right or in front and it's never like a straight vertical and it's yeah. not like smooth anymore so mm-hmm. i literally have to buy a body pillow to hug the pillow to uh-huh. stay upright like this when i'm on my hmm. side so i don't know if you guys need sleeping advice but body pillows Dude, definitely help if you're a side sleeper yeah i might look into that because when i had my shoulder impingement i remember when i was going to like the pt <clears throat> The, the therapist, uh, the doctor, they were yeah. like, it could also be because you sleep on your side. And which makes sense because there are times now, like my shoulder impingement has gone now. But when I wake up in the middle of the night and it's obvious that I've been on my shoulder for a long time, yeah. I'll like stand up and I'll be like, damn, it's sore, you know? Yeah. And so yeah. maybe I'll look into that body pillow thing. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. So uh, into college, back to that topic. Yeah. Um, yeah. After SPOP and everything, we were finally applying for dorms. Did you live on campus or off campus? Because you were close. Yeah. So I lived in the dorms because... Which dorm? Uh, Prado. It's in Mesa. Oh, wow. I was yeah. in Mesa. Oh, were so, you? Yeah. So um, for, for our listeners... Daniel and I don't really know like the beginning of our college journeys. Like we kind of just yeah. magically appeared together at one point in our college careers. Like, yeah. So I don't know what your freshman year looked like at all. Yeah. I don't think I met you until what, like the third year of college? Yeah, like junior. Like you, we may have like bumped into each other junior year, but talked a little more senior yeah, year. Yeah. Then kind of disappeared and like dabbled here and there. And yeah. now we're here today. But yeah, what freshman year, dude? What did that look like for you? Uh, freshman year was. <laughs> It was a lot of fun, bro. It was a lot of distractions. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Because when I was at UCI, I finally felt like, damn, I feel comfortable here. You uh-huh. know? Like, it was so dope because there were so many Asians, bro. Like, <laughs> as funny as that sounds, man, like, you got to understand, my entire life, I was never exposed to that. Like, yeah. I had friends who lived in, you know, Hacienda Heights or Walnut or, you know, LA. And yeah. they were like, yeah, our schools are all Asian, you know? Like, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of Koreans, there's a lot of Viets, all that. But I never experienced that. So coming to UCI and just seeing a mix of people was amazing, you know? And yeah. like, I just loved it because freshman year, it's a time where everybody's just trying to meet everybody. Yeah. Everybody was just so welcoming, man. And Mm -hmm. like, shout out to everybody who was a part of my freshman year, dude, because from the start, it was just nonstop fun for me. dude. And like, I'm not gonna lie, like my grades kind of struggled in the beginning because I was just so distracted. But Mm -hmm. you know how it is. Like when you first enter, it's like rush week. People want you to come out to their events. Uh, Some fraternities wanted me to come out and and join and stuff like that. So yeah. I did definitely party a lot, like uh-huh. a lot, a lot. <laughs> but uh, yeah, man, what about you? <laughs> Dude, that's so funny. Like, so for me, uh, to give you a little bit of backstory of why I operated the way I did, yeah. it was because um, my parents didn't really know how to fill out like for loans or like for financial aid or any of that. Yeah. So they're like, here's our finances. Here's our numbers here. This is what it costs to send you to college. Right. Do the paperwork. Mm-hmm. So every like year, like especially freshman year starting off, like I'd have to figure out like how to fill all this up. Mm-hmm. But I would see the numbers like I would see my parents salary and I would see 
tuition for UCI. And now like just seeing how close those numbers are, like I come from very humble beginnings. Yeah. Sometimes I don't even know how I made it, <laughs> but it was just like, well, I shouldn't fuck around. Like, I don't yeah. know if my parents knew that. Like they strategically made me like look at those numbers, yeah, yeah. but it was like, fuck dude. Like I, I can't be like messing around here. So into college, I made sure that I was doing everything that was supposed to be done appropriately. Mm -hmm. So there was a saying like for every hour of lecture, you need to spend three hours studying. And I was like, well, all right. I I definitely did not do that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm happy for you, dude. I really, because like now like that we're here and we look back and I was like, I wish I partied. I wish I did more of that stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah. So when I got into college, I was studying so hard. I was actually still failing everything. So at that point, I just thought I was dumb because at that point in time, I just, I didn't know how, how to study. That's what I should refine. But yeah, I was like really frustrated with my grades. I would say no to everything. I would not go out Mm -hmm. um, drinking. I would not go out partying. I didn't really socialize too much. Like the most was like when people would come in the halls and just come up like in the commons area and I would like make an effort to go say hi and meet people but it was really refreshing to see people like do things and be really really welcoming right like quick question because i know now you do not drink alcohol at all yeah and um for the longest time i didn't know that like i thought you <laughs> did drink a little bit but was it related to like health reasons or fitness or w- was it just you like you said you didn't want to go out and party during college because you wanted to study or was it like a mix of everything it's yeah, I would say it's a mix of everything, all mm. of the above. Okay. And I think at a young age, I was already thinking like an old man, like an old mm. entrepreneur. Like, yeah. like when I looked at alcohol, I was like, one, this shit costs a lot of money. Yeah. Two, I don't like the taste of it. And yeah. three, I don't even like how I feel or enjoy like right. what I do when okay. I'm drinking. So uh, for reference, like I've only drank and gone out to parties twice my entire life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, me too, dude. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, like that's like I can literally remember each instance. And wait, what were those two parties? We got to ask. One was with Tennis Club. Okay. Yep. And another one was with this uh, like business professional fraternity. Like they were they were literally catered and evolved around sustainability. It mm-hmm. was called Theta Psi. I don't okay. know if it's like around anymore or not because it kind of fell apart. Yeah. I don't know. Sorry, guys. But <laughs> <laughs> but I'm still close to like everyone that yeah. was my year of. But anyways, like from those times, like it was literally like, I mean, of course you get like the peer pressure, you get involved. And I was like, right. you know what? I'm, I'm going to give this a shot. Like I'm going to try it. And then like the first time around, I was like, I don't like how I feel. Yeah. I don't like the taste of it. Like people were telling me like, you, people don't drink to enjoy the taste of it. They yeah. drink to, to like have fun and like yeah. feel good after. And I was yeah. like, well, I don't fucking feel good after right, it right. either. So then the second opportunity came and I was like, you know what? Maybe I just had a bad first experience. Let's try this again. Mm-hmm. Second experience just went down the toilet and I was like, all right, this is just not for me. I yeah. don't enjoy any aspect of this. And from then on, dude, like I've literally never touched alcohol again damn dude mad props to you dude and and (laughs) mad props for like standing your ground and just staying firm with it because i could imagine that being really freaking hard in college bro yeah like everybody yeah i remember um going to rush week so a few friends like uh peer pressured me to go into rush week Uh but the the strategy behind that was like hey you don't have to like do all the stuff they're like making you do but you should take advantage of the fact that you're going to be able to like bowl for free. You're going to be able to like mm. eat all this cool food for free. Cause every like frat tries to do like okay. things, you right, know, right. that rush week. So I was like, all right, fuck it. I'll just go. I'll just go hang out and have yeah. fun. I remember showing up to, I, sh- I probably shouldn't name it. Yeah. <laughs> I showed up to one of these fraternities and I remember like this dude just came up to me. He's uh-huh. like, yo, what's up, bro? Uh, hey, do, do you like to smoke? Uh-huh. drink or like anything yeah. and i was like no yeah. <laughs> but like I, I guess i just have that look where it's like i just look like a bro like i just <laughs> i mean like, you gotta picture me like yeah, I, yeah. I got like some muscle because i've yeah, been yeah, working yeah, out sure. i'm like pulling up in like a tank top and everything and yeah and it, i just i guess i just had like that frat bo- bro look like right. if you just type in frat bro like on google images Jeremy. i literally <laughs> look like that yeah, yeah it's like yeah. a sample image of me there <laughs> but 
yeah, so I guess I just had that look and I was just associated with it. But mm-hmm. everyone around me thought like that's what I was about too. And I was mm-hmm. like, dude, that's not me. Uh, on the same note or on the flip side, it was like, it sucks that I don't even have the grades to show that this is not me. I was like, I don't drink, I don't party and I don't get straight A's either. <laughs> yeah, but you had a difficult major for sure, you know? So yeah, yeah. I'm sure my classes were a lot easier than yours, you know? And like you were going towards like the pre-med route, right? Yeah, I knew. So I went into college because I knew I wanted at that time I wanted to be a pediatrician. Right. So I wanted to go into the pre-med route and I knew like you have to do all these things above. And Mm -hmm. um, ironically, so my major was public health sciences. I specialized in infectious diseases. Right. And I was just like pure gun ho towards the med route. But Mm -hmm. like towards the end of it, I just didn't enjoy it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But all the events leading up to it, it just kind of like it made me realized that whoever I thought I was, I haven't really found myself yet. Because mm, at okay. that at that point, I I thought like I understood who I was as a person, like uh, what I do, right? right. Kind of like when you're like finding your identity. Mm-hmm. So in the start of it, like I thought I had that, but yeah. nothing, like n- not at all. Like I was doing things that I heard are kind of out there. It's kind of like when you, for example, the best reference would be fitness because mm-hmm. we're so versed in it. Yeah. But like when you're trying to lose weight and you're hearing tips like, oh, yeah, do the keto diet or yeah. do this or cut sugars out and do that. It's like, all right, cool. These are all tips. I'm going to try to like absorb all this and do the best I can. Mm-hmm. That was me like in college. It was like, oh, you're supposed to study for this amount of time. You yeah. need to take this class or do this and right. go to go to office hours or go, get Lark. That's yeah. like our special tutoring assistance yeah. thing yeah. if you need it. I took several of those. <laughs> and... I just wasn't happy doing any of those things. Yeah. yeah. How about you, dude? Like, where was where were you at in that whole, like, freshman, sophomore year? I feel like that's a really interesting time period. <laughs> yeah. So, freshman year, I rushed. Um, same same thing as you. People are like, bro, it's a free event. Yeah. It's partying. Um, you know, you're going to chill, meet people. And so, I went to that. And the parties were a lot of fun. You know, I'm not going to yeah. lie. Um, but it was interesting to see because... During college, especially the first quarter, I feel like that's when everyone's trying to figure themselves out or become somebody. Yeah. And so I remember being at those parties and I'm going to burn myself out right now, but I wasn't, it wasn't new to me to drink alcohol because... (laughs) I, I drank a little bit, you know, Ladies in high school. We got him. Yeah, we got him. Fuck, dude, I just burned myself out. <laughs> but, but, okay. So, like, it wasn't, like, a new scene for me. Whereas yeah. for other people, you know, they were sheltered their entire life. And yeah, then yeah. they come to college and all of a sudden they go ham. Yeah. You know, and, like, they just don't know their limits. Yeah. And it was just very interesting to just see all the different types of people in college. Yeah. And I remember... I went to these parties, but I never really had the intention of joining a fraternity. I don't know. I just didn't really think I needed it. Yeah. Uh, like no hate to them. I remember I, I got into college. I was like, I'm not going to join a frat. It's not really my thing. Yeah. But a lot of them really wanted me to join and they kept inviting me out and I felt bad. I was like, bro, I have no intention of joining. Yeah. And I want to let you know. So it doesn't seem like I'm coming off as like a freeloader. Yeah. yeah. And they're like, it's fine, bro. Just keep coming out and like, you know, just have fun. And so I did that. Uh, ultimately, I ended up not rushing, but I did join like a club called uh, CASA, which CASA, they, yeah, what it's like a that? Korean American Student Association, but then oh. they called it like Korean Alcohol and Smoking Association. <laughs> but yeah, it, it, it was a good time. You know, there's definitely a, a lot of partying and stuff like that. But fast forward to sophomore year, I ended up actually rushing and joining a fraternity. And mm. the reason behind that was because sophomore year, I lived at home and I was commuting and I was like, damn, yeah. I'm living at home. I want to get involved somehow um, at school and like elevate my social life. Yeah. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? I'll give it a try. And so I did rush and I ended up doing it. Um, I tried it for a year and I ended up just dropping out after a year because it wasn't really for me. Yeah. Yeah. And so after that, I dropped out and I just focused on like getting internships and, and jobs and stuff like that. Gotcha. So outside of CASA and the fraternity, were you doing any other extracurriculars or like what, what were you involved in? Yeah. So for a time period, I was in the Smith Club, which is a student managed investment fund club. Mm-hmm. And so it's like a group of students who uh, invest and they do competitions and things like that. Mm-hmm. And I did that more so because I was interning at a private equity funds of funds firm. Mm-hmm. And so I was doing that. And then I also did like clubs. The, the Up Lab was one of them. Um, oh, I remember that. Yeah. yeah, they did the uh, Before I Die Wall. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I was a part of that. 
And then um, I was also part of something called Wander Losters too, which is a similar concept. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And so I was in those. Uh, but other than that, like I was just working or interning. Um, I, I remember you said like alcohol was expensive, bro. So I, <laughs> I ended up getting a job at the ARC my freshman year. Oh, uh, nice. And so for those who don't know, the ARC is the, uh, the UCI gym. And that was honestly the best decision of college because I've met most of my friends through that gym. Yeah. And I just spent so much time at the gym, man, at the arc. <laughs> and, you know, I was like, man, you know, I'm in college. I want to make some extra cash. And that was the best place to do it. And so I was working there. And then starting like my junior is when I like really buckled up and I was like, man, I got to figure out my future. I got to figure out what job I want to get, what yeah. career route I want to go. So I was really like, applying going to like business fraternity events networking and trying to figure my way through um that professional aspect of college yeah damn that's dope dude i didn't yeah. know that yeah. yeah so you started working at the arc uh you said junior year freshman year oh freshman year. yeah i got it really fuck i was really lucky like were you, were you like front desk or uh like no i was a fit lab the, the oh gym, okay, the gym, okay. Yeah. gotcha gotcha so <clears throat> i got lucky with that um met some people through the arc and then they kind of put my resume on the top of the pile and so i was working there for like three years um damn i was even working there when i was interning just because i loved it that much like, yeah i was yeah. like i talked to my manager can i just get one shift i, I just love being here i'm here all the time and they're like yeah sure and so yeah i did that yeah, that's dope. I, ironically it's like i didn't even see you like those first like two three years that's what and, i'm saying and, dude yeah like if you knew me like everyone that knew me like at least my homemates and stuff too because they just knew how like dedicated i was yeah. to, like i was spending like three hours in the gym and sometimes i would do that twice a day so that was like yeah. six hours a day and i still didn't see daniel dude that's <laughs> what i'm saying bro that's why when i was talking to you today i was like dude were we we weren't even friends freshman yeah. and sophomore year which is crazy because we were both into fitness and we were both probably at the gym every single day yeah what the it's heck wild. yeah yeah so i mean what i was doing like during those time periods too was um again i was kind of just pursuing the things i was curious in yeah so at this point in time i, I remember seeing a flyer for tennis club and okay. i was like yeah i kind of like play tennis here and there. not really like yeah. i don't even have a racket at this time yeah so i just showed up to tennis club with no racket no balls like nothing <laughs> they're like who is this dude? yeah yeah but like someone loaned me a racket and then i just like started learning tennis and then i think in a couple of weeks i was like pretty okay at it yeah, yeah. yeah and then eventually um i had to like buy a racket no one wanted to loan me <laughs> it's like oh it's that that freeloader guy again <laughs> And then, yeah, so I met some cool people there. And then I remember um, joining that business professional fraternity, Theta Psi. So mm -hmm. this fraternity was uh, revolved and geared towards sustainability. Okay. That was their mission. But more important, I mean, this, this I shouldn't say more importantly, mm -hmm. but for me personally, were the relationships I developed there. Right. And that was where I met one of my friends uh, she she later becomes my big. Her name's mm -hmm. Emily. Okay. But Emily is actually someone that I want to get on the podcast later on too. Yeah. But she was in the same major as me and she introduced me into like so many different avenues of my major. Mm -hmm. And that just kind of helped me outline like what I wanted to do in terms of a career. And then yeah. she was actually the person who got me into my research position, which got, got me to like my supervisor. And right. that like without these series of events, like it wouldn't have led me to where I am today. Like yeah. my supervisor was that person who sat me down and was right. like, do you really want to do research or do you want to make a lot of money? And it's like, <laughs> yeah, dude, yeah, that yeah. single question alone just kind of changed the entire direction of my career. Yeah. So it's crazy to see like how these little pieces, like the little pieces of the puzzle just like add up and like make that whole picture. Right. Right. So if you were to look back at your entire four years of college, what would you say were your favorite moments? Favorite moments was if you're going into college, if you're a listener right now, if I could give you advice too, mm -hmm. do everything in your power to dorm freshman year, like without a doubt, like hundred there, percent. There's nothing in life that I've ever experienced that was as close to freshman magic. You get a whole year of all the doors down. And I don't even know how else to explain that to you. But it's like, imagine like you, you've you've taken everything you've learned up in your life now yeah. and you're going into this brand new world 
No one knows who the cool kids are. If you want, you can become the cool kid. Or mm-hmm. if you want, you can become like the nerd that has all the homework and the answers. And, you know, like you can literally become anybody you want. Yeah. And no one has the picture yet. So you can literally envision the picture. Everyone's doors are down. You can meet anyone and anyone. Like like, the, like the hottest chick there, if you wanted to, <laughs> you could just go up and flirt with her. And if you have like the most confidence, like the only thing people are going to see about you is that confidence right and it's crazy dude like that so freshman year for sure that's where i met my wife actually so yeah i know there it goes but yeah freshman year was definitely one of my all-time favorite years and then junior year was my least favorite because at this point in time was when it was like okay the series of actions that happen right now are definitely going to lead towards my career like if i don't play this out correctly next year is going to be super super tough and i may yeah. not have a future so it was like this is time to fucking buckle down yeah and yeah. then for me since i like went really hard junior year i figured everything out and senior year it was like smooth sailing so i would say senior year is also one of my most favorite years mm-hmm. and i think at this point in time i really found like my identity and i was really passionate with everything that i was doing like i was okay. enjoying the things i was doing i figured out how to study like yeah Ironically, I stopped going to classes because I realized class just moved way too fast for me. I need to like stare at a book and read the same paragraph over three times in order to like soak it in or something. That's just how I studied. And being able to do that, like that's how I got like a 4.0 all year long and crushed all those science classes and everything. And it wasn't until then that I like really discover like this is who I am and being able to like put all that stuff on the back burner. I was really just present and enjoying the relationships I've cultivated up until senior year yeah like i'd be able to hang out with emily i'd be able to hang out with um, nadia like mm-hmm. making time like going on dates and stuff i would hang out with other friends i yeah. would hang out with some people from tennis club and it was it was like it was like freshman year but now that i have all these friends and stuff and now that i've figured out who i am i yeah. was really confident with what i was doing and i was just really able to really be myself and yeah that felt uh really liberating yeah I can say the same thing. I'm glad you said freshman year because uh, that's my answer. Like, as you were talking about freshman year, <laughs> it's crazy because I know you have those moments where you just reminisce certain moments where you were, like, really happy. Yeah. And as you were talking about that, I reminisced about, like, multiple moments of my freshman year living in the dorms. Yeah, yeah. And you hit the nail on the head. This is a chance for you to surround yourself with people and nobody knows who you are yet. Yeah, no. Yeah. And, like... The entire process is so new, but mm-hmm. everybody's so welcoming because the level of um, nervousness and anxiety, like everybody relates Everybody's, because yeah. they, they, they haven't been in college, you yeah. know, and like this is the one chance where you can meet people. Yeah. Everybody's super nice, super chill. And it's just like you're in your own little world where you're having a slumber party with like 40, 50 <laughs> other people and you go to your room. It's right by the the cafeteria which also has amazing food yep. which is right by like you said a cute girl who lives you know two halls down you know it's it's just yeah. all so accessible and it's honestly probably one of the best moments of college that i i went through yeah because it was just so fun man i don't think anything ever is going to come close to that Mm-mm. and it's just one of those things where you just look back and you can't help but smile and reminisce on like all of those moments where you know you were able to afford to make mistakes too right because yeah. freshman year is when you could fuck up and you're like damn it it's part of the process <laughs> you know like it's expected i guess yeah. but it's also where you learn the most about yourself too yeah it's a beautiful thing so for me favorite moment was probably freshman year mm-hmm. for sure for Hell sure yeah yeah, I mean, if you're listening right now too, and you're about to go into college, honestly, just just go ham freshman year. Yeah. Like we're we're telling you as survivors of college and people that have finished across the finish line, like Daniel's yeah. made it into like the full time corporate job, and I've just pursued like entrepreneurship like right after college. Like we're telling you this. Yeah. You can fucking go ham in freshman year and just have fun, make, meet all those connections, and you'll you'll never know. Like you might be like drinking with the next Elon Musk, like oh, yeah. in that freshman year club. Like that's literally where everything and everybody is at dude yeah and just to add to that it's crazy because that's true (laughs) it might not be an elon musk but i can tell you right now that somebody i knew freshman sophomore year they invested in cryptocurrency at the time yeah and now 
he has over 700 grand in his portfolio bro and you know if i were to have sat down with them and spent more time with them he would have been like he would have been like daniel do it too yeah exactly just take your tuition loan and put it on this fucking bitcoin exactly bro (laughs) your parents to pray for it you'll pay him back in five years exactly so (laughs) you know like jeremy was saying have an open mind do what you can because you're never going to get that moment back yeah ever the people i mean to, to even give you another example i remember this one guy from tennis club uh i think his name is ryan Ryan Chen, Ryan something. But anyways, mm-hmm. Ryan for sure. Like I remember um, hearing about his stuff and he actually was at UC Berkeley. But because okay. of tennis, like he came down here to play tennis at um, Tennis Club. Mm-hmm. I met him. We went on this like mammoth trip and I got to just hang out with him in the car and stuff. It was like cool. Like he was like my car buddy. Yeah. And then I remember, I think about two years ago, I'm scrolling on Forbes. Uh-huh. I'm seeing like the Forbes 30 under 30. Wow. He's fucking on the list. Dude. I got chills reading it. I was like, what the fuck? So he has a, he created a company called Upkeep or, or oh, Upwork. I've, 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 yeah. I've heard of, I've heard of it. I think, I mean, yeah. up, is it Upwork or Upkeep? Uh, it might be Upwork. I okay. was going to say Upwork right after Upkeep or Upwork, something like that. But, he was on the list for that. And I was That's like, bro, crazy. this is the same guy we were just like shooting the shit with and yeah. talking smack nonsense like on in this car ride. Like what the actual fuck? Yeah, dude. That's yeah. a great example, dude. Like you have no idea who, who your, your peer is going to yeah. be, you know, like 10 years down the road. And they could potentially help you make a decision that could change your life forever. You yeah. Know? Like you have no idea. So yeah, I think those are the great advice for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I, if I had to do college all over, I would honestly spend more time socializing and networking than I did studying. And mm-hmm. I, like, if I failed every single class, if I like dropped and hit academic probation, which yeah. I did and I came out of, but if yeah. I was stuck in there, I would just double down on networking because yeah. that was like a really golden period of just like meeting people. And it's that instance where you, you get to like really connect and have meaningful conversations and no one is expecting anything from you. Right. Like no one wants anything from you. Like they just want to have fun too. And they want to like actually just genuinely talk. Yeah. Agree hundred percent. Because if I were to look back now too, all of like the jobs I got, it wasn't because of my study. It was because of the networking. Like, yeah, I think studying is important for the resume aspect of it. Yeah. But for example, the arc networking, meeting people at the gym. Yeah. Pathway Capital Management, that internship, networking. Somebody from a business fraternity, they're like, why don't you come out to this networking event? I went, met somebody, they helped me, put my resume to the top of the pile. Boom, got that. Yeah. Broadcom was also networking too. It wasn't school or anything, bro. It was straight up just meeting people, talking to them and saying, hey, do you mind you know, giving my resume to this person? They did that for me. And so it truly is networking that at least helped me get to where i was by the end of college yeah no i i agree with you on that it it is i i would even say it is sheerly networking Mm -hmm. because you could be as smart as you could be the smartest person in the room yeah but if you're the only one that knows that and no one around you knows that like that's it you're gone you're invisible you're a ghost like (laughs) you could be just just above average yeah. but if everybody knows you they're gonna be like yeah you know what that guy actually performs a little bit better than everyone yeah. else let's fuck with that guy yeah and it's literally networking that gets you out there man i miss college dude. <laughs> dude same dude this is why i really like this conversation bro because i just learned a lot about you as well there was a lot of unanswered questions and um it was nice to just like sit and hear your story too yeah hey thanks man you too like likewise i was literally just like wait a minute there is a gap in our friendship yeah dude there's a huge (laughs) gap bro that's why i was like dude we have to hit this bro we have to hell yeah well i mean we're coming in towards the end of we're coming towards the top of the hour for the podcast Mm -hmm. yeah any final questions that we should hash out um well I want to ask you about BBCon, but I want to save that for our next podcast because I feel like there's so many topics I want oh, to yeah. ask you about that. Yeah, so yeah. We'll, we'll table that conversation for now. Um, but hmm, any final questions for Jeremy? Let me think about this. Ooh. Do you have any for me while I think? Yeah, yeah. Let me think. Actually, I don't. Off the top of my head, would you ever go back to the Arc? Like, if the Arc gave you like a manager position and it puts you at like, let's just throw like, like at six figures, like a hundred k flat. Would you go back? I don't know, bro. Like (laughs) if I didn't have a job or if I wasn't working towards something for like Winners Collective, I wouldn't mind, I guess. Mm -hmm. Just because I love the place. Yeah. 
but right now the answer would be probably not not right now okay. at least you yeah, know? yeah but i love that place you know it'll always be home yeah and i owe so much to that gym and like the staff who hired me and the people i met so yeah, yeah man i mean if it was any other time i probably would do it dude yeah you know? Hell yeah, dude. I only asked because I was like, yeah, it's a place that you really love. Yeah. It's a place that you're really comfortable with. And I was like, well, now if we couple it with a nice salary, like, yeah. would you just be happy here? Because it kind of has, it kind of fulfills a lot of the things that you're looking for and you want. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. It, it does. <laughs> that place did make me happy. But I feel like, you know, there comes a, a time and place too where you just have to move on as well. Like, yeah. I did milk that gym for a long time, bro. Yeah. <laughs> like when I was working at Broadcom, I went to the Ark because yeah, yeah. it was so freaking close. Yeah. Before they moved, like got off at six, went straight to the Ark. It was literally a three minute drive. Yeah. And so I was there. <laughs> I taught F45. So I got free membership. <laughs> and so I was there for about like two, three years, bro. Damn, I do remember that. Yeah, so after, I yeah. did milk it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, one final question. Let's see. If you could do one thing different throughout college, what would that one thing be? It would be trust myself more. Trusting yourself more? Yeah. Like the whole study three hours for one hour of lecture, I didn't believe in that shit and oh. I shouldn't have believed in that shit. Not, not because it doesn't work, but because it didn't work for me. Okay. Like after like, um, failing the first time that should have been my red flag of like that's not for me mm-hmm. there's a better approach for me i need to figure that out sooner Got it. or even like i remember um outside of college like when i was doing kind of like leading into like the bbcom ambassadorship and stuff mm-hmm. but like a side tangent like as a personal trainer i knew that like the hour i spent with my client was not going to be enough to produce a transformation and i needed something more like i yeah. needed to find my find a way to be more involved in my client's life. Right. I kept doing the personal training thing because I thought like this is where the money is at. Yeah. But I remember telling Nadia, I was like, I have to just quit. I have to quit this so I can like go all into social media yeah. and I believe in this platform right. and I'm going to do it. And it took a while to like see that thing through, but eventually I, eventually I trusted myself and yeah. I just jumped the gun and did it. Yeah. But it's like a lot of those things could have been accomplished and achieved faster mm-hmm. if I just trusted myself more. Right. But I think that's really hard to do because it's like, that's not a skill that like you can take a class for to develop, yeah. you know? And it's not like something that you can reach out to practice mm-hmm. either. Like it has to come from like a real experience. And yeah. when you, only when you go through the motions, only when you fail or when you succeed, do you like start developing that like nature and that like right. in, innate gut of like, why am I doing this? Right. How am I going to do this? And what does it take to like get there? Yeah. Yeah. You I know? like that. Yeah. So I wish I trusted myself more these days. I do a lot yeah, <laughs> for sure. But yeah, guys, thank you so much for tuning into our podcast. We hope you enjoyed this and we hope you learned a little bit more about us because yeah. we don't want to just be your host. We want to be your homies. And if you ever catch us, please say hi. And like, who knows? Maybe we might just do podcasts with you too. Yeah, for sure. We always love to hear from you all. Honestly, like feedback, recommendations, encouragement, all helps. Yeah, all of that keeps us going. Yeah, bro, we haven't done those things where you say like, hey, if you got to this part of our podcast visit winners collective ig and leave a comment oh um, yeah yes. you know we haven't done that in a minute yeah um okay so for this one the emoji go to the winners collective page and drop the handshake emoji okay you've seen that yeah yeah handshake yeah. homie because finally i filled in some gaps for daniel and daniel's <laughs> filled in some gaps for me that's yeah. that's handshake worthy but yeah go to the page drop that so it's at winners winners w-i-n-n-e-r-s collective and you you should find the page there. Go on the latest post and drop the handshake emoji. And we'll know you've made it all the way to the end of this podcast. Awesome. Love it. Yeah, that's it for us. We're out. Peace. Later. And on one final note, just wanted to remind everybody that brand new episodes are released every Monday at 8.20 a.m. And while I still have your attention, if you've been enjoying these episodes, I just want to let you know that you can actually support this podcast with a small monthly donation to help us sustain future episodes. You can go as low as 99 cents for a monthly contribution and all the way up to $9.99. We don't make any money right now, but every little bit helps and we appreciate any and all support. Thank you so much.